do you think there's merit in mm. everyone just speaking one language? Uh-huh. He says, that sounds like colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> now, how they are sorted, I, it doesn't seem. They wear a hat. And, <laughs> and then you put it on. And, and then it says, hmm. First the hat sings. <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> A cozy mystery. <gasps> Caffeine and cantaloupe. A murder. In the farmer's market. In the farmer's market. <laughs> People not wanting to take accountability, right? So yeah. like, I fought with my wife last night. The devil night. made me do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were too happy. We're so happy In that fact, this old lady just came by <laughs> and made us fight. But it was not my fault nor her fault. Yeah. It was just the devil. Let's be crazy podcast. I'm Ice. I'm Anima. And we're your hosts. The Gods Must Be Crazy is a podcast on Philippine mythology and folklore. And this month we're doing a special spooky spooky season type of series. Yeah, we're talking all about the different beings and entities and gods Mm -hmm. related to death. Yes. In the underworld. Yes. And I'm excited for today's yes. episode. Are you hiding your iPad? I'm hiding like, the quizzes. <laughs> Sorry. We yeah. get weirdly excited about quizzes. Achiever um, much. Competitive. We're not even competitive. We're, we're not just, even we just like the concept of competition. It's it's a it's an achievement thing. I know, I know. It's Sorry. a type A thing. Continue. Don't outgrow those okay. things. So I have a quiz. It's a five five-point quiz. Okay. And it's a little bit about topics that we've discussed tangentially before. Okay. But also some new topics also. Ooh, all right. Okay. And this is largely in the context of Tagalog mythology. Okay. So you might be in a little bit of a disadvantage. Okay. (laughs) Okay. First question. Multiple choice. All right. When a person is alive, what is the term used for their soul in Tagalog mythology? Tagalog mythology. A. Kaluluwa, B, Kakambal, mm-hmm. C, Buaya, mm-hmm. D, Maka. When a person is what? Alive. When a person is alive. What is the soul called? Kakambal. You're right! <laughs> you are right! Because the, because the Kaluluwa is... When they're dead. Kaladwa. Kaladwa. The, the belief comes from there are two of us. Yes. Yeah. We, are, we are born there and there yeah. are two of us. Yeah. Yes. Okay. True or false? True or false. According to Tagalog belief, when the, the, kakambal, uh, the, the kakambal soul causes nightmares mm-hmm. because it travels and may encounter terrifying events while the person is asleep. True. True, you are right. It oh, sounds plausible. You're acing this. Okay. <laughs> for, a non, so far. for a non-Tagalog. Okay. I'm part Tagalog. Ah, that's true. I mean, and you grew up in Manila. So, sorry. We're going uh, on a tangent already. Oh. Here's the funny thing about Tagalog and Kapampangan. Yeah. Tagalog means Tagailog. 
yes. right? From the river. All of the names mean Tagalog. Kapampangan means... By the Pampang. By the riverbanks. Yeah. No, so, all... Even Cebu, Cebuano, yeah. they are yeah, by, we have, like, by the river. sea. So most names and are I by think, the river. Am I wrong? There are theories that the Tagalogs and the Kapampangans were all one people. Before. Probably. The, the, what but I, the language, the, the only problem is the, the language, language is so different. This this needs another deep dive later I know, on. I know. Anyway, okay. We need to three. talk to a linguist. <gasps> I think this is okay. Do we know before, a linguist? I don't know, maybe. Are there Cody, any you know Cody Brody? You know Cody Brody? Cody Brody is a TikTok influencer. He's a Singaporean guy in Oxford. Okay. And he speaks Tagalog. He speaks Thai. He can code switch. He's like, he's the guy in, on, on TikTok that a guy who interviews people who live in Oxford uh, or study in Oxford. Ah, yes. Him, I've heard of it. Right. Do you think, he asked him, do you think there's merit in mm. everyone just speaking one language? And you know what he answered? Uh-huh. He says, that sounds like colonialism. <laughs> So that guy, he's from Singapore, and so I think it'd be yeah. We should. But we should also meet Filipino linguists. Yes, well, yes, but I don't know if there are a lot. Are there any? Are you any Filipino linguist listening around? Just around. Reach out to us. Anyway, okay, okay. (laughs) Wait, one last, one last tangent before that. My my, (laughs) one last tangent. Because I remember, I always remember taking the Carlos Eldran tour, right? And he said before that the people who went to the north to Pampanga to Tarlac Uh were the royals. They were the richer people who mm. could who left early, mm. or that's why the food. Oh, just like the Balinese. Yes, that's why the food in Tarlac and Pampanga are is like really good, but also a lot closer to what it potentially was before. Theoretically, huh. theoretically, because it was it's kind of like the people who went to Taiwan. So you kind of move because the 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 sea the sea opens up through Manila, mm-hmm. right? Through mm-hmm. the bay. Mm-hmm. And that's how the river starts. And then you move further upriver mm-hmm. to be far from commerce and whatever. Yeah. Huh. To preserve. That's an interesting theory. And you probably, theory. they probably had more resources to keep them going, not needing and to be dependent. And there's more farmlands yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Hmm. More terrain too. This is so worth revisiting. That was, a, that was a theory of course. When we do that. our Tondo episode. Yes, the Kingdom of Tondo. Yeah. And then, and Tagalog is very influenced by Bahasa, right? So yeah. that could be the Kalimajapahit kingdom mm. moving further north also mm. to follow the trade then. That's true because right? in Kapampangan, we've kept so many Javanese words, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? We share a lot in Tagalog with Javanese Bahasa language, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of like Kapampangan roots also are very Bahasa. Yeah, very yeah. much, very much. Laksamana. Okay. Laksamana, exactly. Okay, okay go. back to the Okay, so I talked about the Filipino tradition before that my cousins used to do called Pangaluluwa. Uh-huh. Pangaluluwa, right? So in the Filipino tradition of Pangaluluwa... Which is the trick-or-treat. It's kind of like... It's yeah. The timing is like trick-or-treat. Yeah. So what is the significance of the group of people? Like, what's the purpose of a group of people stopping by different houses on the night of All Saints Day? Okay. A. They represent the god buaya collecting souls b they are seeking to find and return kakambal souls to their respective bodies i like that one c they represent the souls in purgatory asking for prayers to reach heaven oh gosh they're all plausible and d they celebrate the transformation of the kakambal to kaluluwa i kind of want it to be b mm-hmm. but a also sounds uh, i'm gonna go with b no, it's C. What is it? It's the souls in purgatory 
this is a new one, Souls in Purgatory, but before it was just Lost Souls to find their place to the place of resting. Ah. Which you, I will talk about a little bit more later. That's what I was thinking, but that's why I thought B. And I guess na red herring ako ng Purgatory because I was Uh-oh. like, oh, that's so Catholic. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It is very Catholic, but that was the that was the purpose. Okay. And you know, mm. later on, I'll, I'll do an audio insert. What? Because Pangaluluwa is coming back. Ooh. In Bulacan, in particular, the millennials are pangaluluwahing. Oh. And it's sort of like part of their like youth so community. Say pangaluluwa. Pangaluluwa. 20, 20 times really Pangaluluwa. 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 And there's like a song with lyrics and everything. Oh my God, so okay. yeah. I can't wait cool. to see it. You can hear it. It's very... And it's a very modern sounding song. Yeah. Oh my God. With guitars and stuff. Okay. Okay. According to Tagalog mythology, who is responsible for delivering delivering the souls to the underworld. Okay. A. Kakambal. B. Kalulu, kaluluwa. Uh-huh. C. Buayas. Uh-huh. And D. The act of pangaluluwa. Buaya? Yes! The buaya or the crocodile. Or the croc. Yes. He will carry souls on a little, like, was it a little shell or a little uh, something in his back? Um... It was something on his back. They mm-hmm. get on it. No, like a platform on mm-hmm. his back. Mm-hmm. And then Kaluluwa, the, the mm-hmm. souls of the dead, will ride on his back yeah. on the way to the other place. He's a psychopomp. He's a psychopomp. Yeah. Yes. Which I love that word. Isn't it cool? It sounds, like, it sounds like it should be like an opening act Daft Punk concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Let's it. Let's listen to the psychopomp. Psychopomp. Pom, 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 and then he comes pom, pom. out in a crocodile costume. Yeah. I love to it. the tune of, like, I kind of imagine the. Because that's the man I am. Super freaky. Anyways. Okay. Last question. So far, you've gotten three out of four. So good on you. Okay. Okay. True or false? Okay. The kakambal transforms into the kaluluwa. Only as after it has been delivered to the underworld by the sacred buayas. Doesn't it merge? I don't know. I think it's false. If there are two, why would it transform? It transforms. It turns the kaluluwa is the living. The kakambal is the. If you remember the first question, uh-huh. the living uh-huh. soul. Don't they the just kaluluwa. merge or something? It, no, it transforms. Ah, okay. But when does it transform? Does well, it transform when it is ferried into the uh, uh, other world by the Boaya or another time? It transforms... You mean after it gets ferried? Is is that when it transforms? So true or false, it transforms after it gets ferried. True or false? Yes, I think so. Otherwise, like... If false. You ha- Really? <laughs> yeah. Because if you haven't been ferried yet, then that's why we have ghosts and stuff. No. Well, they, yes, we have ghosts mm. before they are ferried, but they are no longer kakambal when they are ghosts. The moment someone dies, you become a kaluluwa. it becomes a kaluluwa. Mm. So it's a terminology. Because it's a, you leave your physical exactly. body. Exactly. Ah. Because you used to be kakambal of the living. Mm-hmm. So the, the being is linked with the physical. Yes, ah-hai, yes. Ah-hai. The breath, the living ah, breath. Interesting. So yeah, so you got, you got three out of Five. That's yeah, good. That's, that's a, a good score. C. Didn't I get like once like zero? Absolutely zero. I, maybe you got one. I think you got No, I've gotten a zero before. I'm don't shamed. remember. I'm I shamed. don't remember. So anyway. So no one remember. Well, some people. Some people remember. 
No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. No, or maybe someone remembers, but no one cares but me. Anyways, so so this is obviously we're gonna do death, death stories and beliefs. Tagalog. Tagalog beliefs. Edition. I'll give you before I reveal the main topic. Which I is totally it super Lida? Don't know. You totally don't know. I wanted to do a recap of uh-huh. the beliefs of death, right? Okay. Because we did it like last year. And so, no, we did it in 2021. What? Two years ago. Two it's years been so ago. long since we did our death death. But we rituals. love we love the We always talk about uh, it. The the superstition. I know, I know. So okay. we did it, it it was the episode called Shake It Off. Shake it off. Shake it off, Pag-pag. right? Pag Pag. And so just a little recap of Tagalog death beliefs, right? Yeah. So the 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 soul, like I mentioned, the kaluluwa can mm. leave the body, yeah, the kambal can leave the body involuntarily. And it's called... So, in dreams and in dreams, whatever. Yes. Kakambal yeah. when the person is alive. And then it travels once the person is sleeping. The soul traveling is the one that causes nightmares. And when they die, they become kaluluwa. And then they then are traveled by the crocodiles. Oh, see? With coffin-like backs. They have like a little coffin mm-hmm. in their back, right? To the god. So, the buayas are the crocodiles. Sorry, sorry. So, they can travel while you're alive through dreams. Through dreams. But, but then, then when also, you're dead, when you're dead, your kahambal leaves your body. And becomes a kaluluwa. Okay. And travels to the So, underworld. the kakambal gets left behind. No, the kakambal becomes a kaluluwa. So, it merges. No, they convert. But you have a kaluluwa, regardless of whether... It's not called the kaluluwa when you're alive. Ah. It's called the kakambal when you're alive. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. The concept of the kaluluwa being like the kaluluwa all throughout is a Christian thing. Uh-huh. Like, because your soul doesn't transform. But in... I guess my question is, and I'm sorry to get philosophical yeah. about this, is while you're alive, yeah. you have a kaluluwa. You have a soul. Not. You have a kakambal. So you're okay. So you don't have two entities in one. It's no, not the, you have just the one. Okay, you have a duality, but you don't experience a duality so at the, the same time. When you're alive, mm-hmm. your duality is your physical body okay. and your kakambal. Okay. That's the two organisms. So you're only a kakambal. You only have a kakambal. Yes, yes. I am a physical body with a kakambal. Okay. And then when I die, the physical body dies, uh-huh. and then the kakambal is metamorphosed into, into a kaluluwa, okay. which is a being on its own. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Clear, clear, clear. And the physical body does not go into okay. the afterlife. So it's not like you have a soul and a body. No. Like your soul and your body is one thing. It's and a then person, it yeah. becomes just a soul yes. free from the body. Exactly, okay. exactly. And when the, the soul... Like, so, you're welcome, guys. Help <laughs> clarify. <laughs> and then the soul, the kaluluwa, uh-huh. goes to the underworld on the back of... The of crocodiles. Great crocodile. To be delivered to... The crocodile or multiple crocodiles? M- multiple sacred crocodiles. <gasps> There's so many crocodiles. Buaya, plural. Yes. To the god named Buaya. Big B. Mm. Who is the god of the underworld. Mm. Either in two places. Uh-huh. The underworld is two places, right? Uh-huh. So so the buses come in. The, the crocodile buses come in full of kaluluwas, <laughs> right? And the god of the underworld is Buaya, Big B. <laughs> big B, big guy. I don't know if he's a big crocodile, doesn't say. And then he then sorts the Kaluluwa I love this. to go to Maka. This is like Moon Knight. It is. So back, right? So it might... Hey, I'll, I'll talk about influences later. Okay, okay. But it might be part of that. And again, I'm listening to Master of Jin. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Sobek is one of the characters uh-huh. on it, right? So then he can't come in. Mm-hmm. 
not necessarily on a boat, but on a back of a crocodile. Yeah. And then the big crocodile says, you will either go to, now how they are sorted, I, it doesn't say. They wear a hat. And, <laughs> and then you put it on, and, and then it says, hmm. First the hat sings. <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> Sorry guys, we're haven't eaten. I've only had coffee. We're so hungry. We're only filled of caffeine. We're so keyed up. And, okay. and cantaloupes. Okay, so you go to either... Caffeine and cantaloupes sounds like a nice... Like, it sounds like a book or or a cafe. It sounds like a cozy mystery. <gasps> caffeine and cantaloupe. A murder. In the farmer's market. In the farmer's market. <laughs> and then and the, co- the cafe shop owner investigates. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's uh-huh. a copywriter idea. Okay, okay. okay. Poor man's copyright. Okay, okay. caffeine and cantaloupes. So, okay, you're sorted into where? Which house? <laughs> no, you're sorted into the good place, uh-huh. which is called Maka, okay. M-A-C-A, uh-huh. Maka, uh-huh. or the bad place, uh-huh. which is called Kasanaan. Uh-huh. And at first I thought it was Kasamaan, which is... Which is a different place. Which is a different place. Yeah. It's Kasanaan. And I kept mm-hmm. on like, is, is it N or an M? Are my eyes tricking me again? No, it's Kasanaan. Mm-hmm. And these places have their own rulers yes. as well. Yes. So, Kasanaan mm-hmm. is for sinful souls. Mm-hmm. It's ruled by Sitan. Mm-hmm. Who is our main topic of the day? <gasps> Sitan. Shock, shock, shock. Pikachu face. Yes. Not truth. Shock. Maka is for good souls. It's ruled by Bathala and Sitan. Huh. Sitan is also like a co-chairperson. He's like an has an advisory role. Yes, yeah, yeah. I guess he just rules all souls. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he does. Maybe it's like, or maybe once you're there, you can still be tempted. Ooh. Right, like it's a transitionary thing. Interesting. Right, because that's what Sitan does. At you know, at one of the many things that he said to do is he, he's not evil per se, but he can make you do evil things. <gasps> but why would he do that? Because he wants to expand his kingdom. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. Okay. Maybe he's just a trickster like that, right? Mm. During specific times of the year, the Kaluluwa enter the mortal world. Easily during Pangaluluwa rituals. Ooh, okay. Okay. And so just a recap of Pangaluluwa, it's, it's what happens on the night of All Saints Day. So it's not Halloween. It's November 1st evening mm-hmm. for November 2nd, which is All Souls Day. Yeah. What is being done now is people ask for money yeah, that they use for the mass services for November 2nd. Mm-hmm. So there's a purpose to the money. Uh-huh. And they say, you pay us money and we'll pray for the souls in, yeah. in the in-between place or purgatory. Yeah. Um, and so many equated to the, to the Western tradition of Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's a different time, but it's, again, it's a house-to-house. Mm-hmm. And in where I'm from, in Batangas, it's a bigger event mm-hmm. than caroling oh wow there's like caroling doesn't really happen in where we're from but again we're, we're up in the mountains right but pangalulua happens every year oh for those who haven't listened to the the first feature on this the shake it off episode where you talk about it can you recap what the pangalulua practice is pangalulua is the going house to house like trick-or-treating but instead of trick or treating, or like caroling, like caroling, and there's guitar, there's like yeah. music, there's so microphones basically now. take the Filipinos' love for singing. Like we do caroling so many times, but instead 
do it during All Souls Day. All Saints Day. All Saints Day for right. All Souls Day. Yeah, and then you gather money for the mass. Yes, the for the masses. And then yeah. there are songs. Yes. Which I will insert here. The lyrics is the souls are coming to your windowsill. Our fe- our family members are with us. We are waking up those who live in this house. If you give us alms really quickly or before time or, or, runs out. Or yeah, because time might come run out and the doors of and the doors of heaven close. will close to us. Cool. So that's one of the songs. Okay. So now we get to and say I also had the lyrics. Oh nice. Yeah. Okay. So who is Sitan? Who is Sitan? Sitan in the outline. Not to be mistaken for Satan. Yes. In the outline of Philippine mythology. Yes. F. Landa Hokano, our friend, <laughs> said the ancient Tagalogs also believed in the final judgment of men. That is the fi- the punishing of evil and the rewarding of good. The souls of good men, they go to Maka, which resembled Christian paradise, where they enjoyed eternal peace and happiness. Those who deserve punishment... Maka, not related to Mecca. Possible. But Mecca has always been a landlocked, a land-based place, right? True, 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 true. But yes, I thought about that. I thought at first it was Masa, which is apple. When I'm like, apple, Bible, forbidden fruit, I don't know. But no, it's Maka. Okay. It's a stretch, right? Eh, never know. Okay. So, those who deserve punishment were brought to Kasanaan. It is a village uh-huh. of grief and affliction where they were tortured forever. Ah. And they were kept there by a chief deity mm-hmm. named Sitan. Mm-hmm. Placentia also wrote a document called The Relation of the Worship of the Tagalogs, Their Gods, Their Burials, and Superstitions. And he also had an entry on Sitan. Mm-hmm. It's important to point out that Placentia's um, documentation notes Sitan as a class of demons, mm. not a deity. They say the infidels said, the infidels, that was us, <clears throat> who said that they knew that there was another life of rest, which they called Maka, just as if we say paradise, or in the other words, village of rest. Mm-hmm. They said, that those who go to this place were the just, the valiant, and those who lived without doing harm or possessed other moral virtues. They said that in the other life, in mortality, in mortality, there was a place of punishment, grief, and affliction called Kasanaan with a C, mm-hmm. not with a K, which was a place of anguish. And they also maintained that no one would go to heaven where they dwelt, where dwelt only Bathala. So Maka was not heaven. Maka was only the house of, of Bathala. And heaven could be langit. But langit was also the word for sky. I guess my question is, do these realm, where do they exist? Do they exist in the same mortal it plane? It sounds like it. It sounds like just they're in the same. Just a different place, It's right? just a different place. It's yeah. just a different village. Yeah. Right? It doesn't seem to be underground or below ground. And some people even said that the 
some beliefs, not Tagalogs, but yeah. some beliefs were like, well, underground is pretty great because it's colder down there than it is up here because it's really hot out here. Yeah. Right? So it just seems like another village which mm-hmm. you get through from the waterways. Well, remember, I don't know if they still had the Anita beliefs, but, you know, the belief of of animism is you don't really go somewhere else. Yes. You just, you just stay, hang around. Transform to a different dimension mm-hmm. in the same yeah. place. In the same yeah, place, yeah. in the same realm. You're just not perceived in the same yeah, way you're just anymore. coexisting. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that still. Mm-hmm. It just seems that there are just more designations of places. They're probably like, oh, the river will end up somewhere. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. There's still a telephone we can call. We can call our relatives through their anitos. Right? Okay. So, okay. So, Bathala lives in heaven. Yes. People don't go there. Yes. There were also other pagans who confessed more clearly to a hell, which they called, as I have said, Kasanaan. And they said all wicked people went to their place. And they where there dwelt demons, plural, called Sitan. Okay. Another account, and again, by the way, to note, these are all either Eflan the Hokano was later on. And Placentia and the other account, Fray San Buenaventura, mm-hmm. they're both Spanish. Yeah. Right? And so this one is from 1613, Vocabulario de Lengua Tagala. Mm-hmm. Sitan is mentioned as a children's game, hmm. since, but it is still closely associated to the devil. It is said that Sitan came forth from nothing due to the evils of men, a story that symbolized the need of men to stay away from vices. And not to wake up the essence of Sitan. Okay. However, Sitan what is not... What was the game? I don't know. It doesn't say. It's children's I thought game. it was like... Langit. Lupa. Impierno. I. I. Impierno. Suso. Tulo ang dugo. Patay. Buhay. Umalis ka sa Is it like... Is it a tag? Or no, it's langit lupa. Yeah. It's like the floor is lava? Yeah. Okay. Well, no. It's kind of like tag, but... So basically, so for those of you who didn't grow up in the Philippines or are too young, you started playing digital games. Anyway, <laughs> it's kind of tag, but there are levels. Yeah. So if it's usually you, if you have a terrace. Yeah, if you if you get or a ledge, if uh-huh. you get to a higher ground, you're, you're safe. Yes, you can't you're be tagged. In, yeah, you can't be tagged. So it usually starts with like one or two ints mm-hmm. or taya, and then. You have to, so when the song ends, umalis ka dyan sa pwesto mo, you run around and try to not get tagged yeah. and then go back up. Until the last person. But there's also and like then, a time so, limit. You can't stay yeah, up too There are long more and more people who kind of get... Chase you, more demons. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's so fun. Anyways, okay. So however, Sitan was not purely evil. Mm-hmm. As he had aided as mankind most, before. As most most death deities exactly. never start out as being evil anyway. Yeah, he used to help mankind. Right? He saved mankind from total annihilation. How? It doesn't say. But he knows that the world without mankind is a world without his existence. He needs humans. He needs mankind to exist. Is he the embodiment of death? No, it doesn't say he's the embodiment. Uh. embodiment. <laughs> it doesn't say. He just says he rules the land where there are dead. Oh, yeah. But he also causes people to I thought it was going to be like a... Like a... Like, like a, a, like a world death. Where, yeah. you know, I'm always here. Yeah, like, yeah. You can never get rid of me. Yeah, or like, like a, or like a endless where... No, not endless, but like American gods where they need to be believed to exist mm. and stuff. Well, you don't need to believe death exists. Exactly. So it doesn't seem like he needs the belief, okay. but he needs he needs the world, the mankind to exist, 
because if mankind exists, kasanaan mm-hmm. does also does not exist. True. So he needs I, a place. I guess we lost that story of how he saved mankind. I guess. It, I guess so it's just lost. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think people needed a backstory and then people just knows there's a backstory but they don't remember what the backstory is. Or the people who recorded it didn't, didn't think it feel was the need to justify why the ruler of the underworld is evil. saved mankind. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a little bit about that later on okay. as well. Okay. So, he rules Kasanaan, which is the dwellings of Tagalog, Anitos. So, they're still, yep. Anitos live there, right? He has mm-hmm. four agents. I've heard of them. Whose task, so I thought, so when I heard of these four agents, are they like the four horsemen of the apocalypse? They're like power rangers. They're they like power rangers. Powers. But they're not like the horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. So, they're different, right? I mean, there's some similarities. And their their task is to lead man to sin and destruction. Mm-hmm. But also to aid those who are worthy of Sitan's help. Hmm. In a 1589 record, Sitan and Bathala, I don't know if they fought in 1589 or someone <laughs> just wrote it down in 1589. But the way the sentence is constructed, <laughs> it sounds like it happened in 1589. But anyways, I guess before that, Sitan and Bathala had waged a war with each other. Okay. To determine who would rule the realms intended for ancestral souls. The war took a heavy toll on both sides, and in the end, to avoid further damage on the fabric of the universe, Ooh, la la. they agreed that Sitan would rule Kasanaan, uh-huh. while Maka and while Maka will be jointly ruled by Sitan and Bathala. I guess we know who really won because, the war. I know, <laughs> but but because Bathala already lo- rules over Kalwalhatian, which is the sky realms. Okay. I thought so. Who rules over the living? Bathala, I guess. Okay. Or maybe no one. Yeah. Maybe maybe they have free will. Yeah. And they just didn't articulate free will. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just exist like normal humans. Maybe there's not a grand plan. <laughs> this, this is my so good romance code. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's not an FM. What is it? Ineffable plan. Ineffable plan. plan. There's actually not an ineffable plan. If, if weirdly you guys haven't watched Good Omens, please watch it. it is we love it so much. Amazing. So now you say that, now Sitan in my head is David Tennant. <laughs> and Manhala is a zero Because, fail. because, Michael Sheen. because, like, 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 what's his face? Like no, Crowley, he also was a good agent before. But then wouldn't that and make Sitan Lucifer? Well, his, his roots are not specifically yes and no. No, my point is yes. if just going by your metaphor, oh, yeah, yeah. not like the actual etymological Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it seems like there's a lot of similarities. Okay, okay. okay. okay, okay. The modern presentation of Tagalog beliefs believe that Sitan was assisted by many mortal agents, like I said. The most, so his minions are mortal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... The most wicked of them. And I love what they're called. They're alagad of Sitan. Alagad. Mga alagad ni Sitan. Sitan's yes. agents. Agents, yes. So his most wicked, the most wicked one of them is Mangagawai. Mm-hmm. She is responsible for disease. Occurrence of disease. This is pestilence. Yeah. She's said to possess a necklace of skulls. And her girdle was made up of, oh my God, several human severed heads, hands, and feet. Sometimes she would shapeshift and morph herself into a human and roam the countryside as a healer. But instead of healing, she would induce maladies. 
If she wished to kill someone, she did so with her magic wand. And she could also prolong death, even for a number of months, by simply binding to the waist of her patient a live serpent, which believed to be her real self, or at least her substance, like a horcrux, (gasps) and make the death slow and painful. So horrible. There's a second agent, but I want to leave her for last. Okay. Okay, because it's uh, interesting. The okay, I'll do the third agent first. Mm-hmm. It's called known as Mangkukulam, mm-hmm. which is the same word as witch doctor. The duty was to emit fire at night. This is the only guy, by the way, of all the four agents. Uh-huh. They're all ladies except for this guy. Uh-huh. Mangkukulam, he emits fire at night. Emits fire. Emits fire, especially when like the night is dark. Randomly, like a, I think I'm thinking like San Telmo, like a mysterious fire, okay. like a Saint Elmo's fire. Okay. When the night was dark and the weather was not good, like his fellow agents, he assumed human form and went around villages pretending to be a priest doctor. <gasps> he would then wallow in the filth beneath the house of his victim. I've heard and of emit this. fire. He would wallow. So what? Oh, so sometimes you're thinking like, what's that underneath my house? So that's how they rationalize the like fires that started in yes. the villages and whatnot. Yes, yes, but there was like. If the fire was, ex- I don't know what the motivation of this, right? But let's scenario plan mm. here. If the fire was extinguished immediately, not by us, like for example, there's fire under our house and we put it out. But if the fire died suddenly, mm-hmm. it means that the person in the house would die quickly. Okay. Yeah. So like, I thought, I, and I, I read through a couple of like similar writings of this. Huh. And it, it seems like the fire will like randomly start. And the house under the house. And then if you all come out, blah, blah, blah. And like you would see. And then it suddenly went off by itself. It means the person, the targeted victim mm-hmm. in that house will die quickly. Okay. And if and not, sometimes if it burns longer, it mm-hmm. means they will live longer. This, but then your house burns. Yeah, your worldly possessions are gone. But you're alive. It's like a catch-22, right? Yeah. It's like, I, well, I guess. What do you do? But just like for visualization, right? Imagine like the old houses. So they... Do the 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 floor is elevated from the ground, so there's usually like a little dirt, underneath. open like an open cellar. There's just dirt. Yeah, sometimes it. animals live there. Yeah, animals live there. Or people store stuff under mm-hmm. there, right? So mm-hmm. that's where they save them. My- okay, I'll go to the fourth, then I'll go back to the second. Mm. The fourth agent is called Hukloban. Ah, oh. Hukloban, familiar, right? Yeah. This was originally I was gonna do just Hukloban. Uh-huh. But I realized that the, the, the lore around Sitan is more important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the fourth agent is called Hukloban. She has the power to change herself to any form that she desired. In fact, she is said that to have the greatest power, greater than Mangagawai, who is the first one, mm-hmm. who has the wand. She said she could kill anyone by simply raising her hand. Okay. However, if she wanted to heal those that she made ill by her charms, she can do so without any difficulty. So you're like, you're dead, you're gonna be sick, and you're okay. You're <laughs> sick, and you're okay. What does Hukluban mean? Why does it sound so familiar? Hukluban? Hukluban is, means armed forces. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, it means headquarters. Hukbong panghipawawid is air force. Hukbo is force. Okay. Hukluban is the base. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Air base. So... However, yeah, it's also said that she could destroy a house by merely saying she would do so. 
Okay. Like I would, I would knock down that house. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the queen of manifesting. That's true. So this is what they look like. Oh wait, I'll, I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the second one, which is so strange for me, but also, okay. Wait, so what's what's Hokluban's job? She will just she's a just foment. Yes, foment. Shapeshifter. She's the known as the shapeshifter. Mangkukulam is the one with the fire. Uh-huh. And Mangagawa is the healer and killer. Mm-hmm. So they're all like just negative agents. Okay. Except, but the second one also is a negative agent. Her name is Manisilat. 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 And she is called the goddess of broken homes. <gasps> she is said to be Ooh. restless and mad whenever there is a happy home in sight. That sounds horrible. And when she was determined to destroy every such happy home, she would disguise herself as a woman healer or an old beggar, enter the dwelling with her unsuspecting vi- of her unsuspecting victims, and proceed with her diabolical aims. With the aid of her charms and magic powers, she would turn husband and wife against each other. And she was most happy when the couple quarreled, and she would dance in glee if one of them would leave the conjugal home. Oh my god. That was it. That was that's all she had. She was a homewrecker. That's such a. How I love how all the others are vague manifestations yeah, yeah, yeah. of evil. Yeah, like, like she'll, oh, she'll kill like, you. She'll make you ill. Blah yeah. blah. This lady, she's gonna make you fight with your spouse. That is so weird. And probably like yeah, because the, the family unit is so important, right? This is what they look like. So this is Mangagawai. Uh-huh. This is Mansisilat. Look at her. Look at her. She looks like your your nice tita. Mangkukulam. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Hukluban. How come only Mangkukulam is young? He's the only and on the only boy. Why is Lahi? It's the Lahi artist. Okay. The so this was a reinterpretation. Anyways, unfortunately, Hokano only notes the striking rebel resemblance of Sitan to Satan of the ancient Tagalog. This somewhat, somewhat referen- reinforces the Tagalog folk Catholicism that used to use the concept of Satan to create their own deity of the underworld. Mm-hmm. However, so that was our theory, right? Sounds like Satan. Mm-hmm. But it's actually not that direct. Yeah. Right? So let's go to the theories of the etymology of Satan. Mm-hmm. By the way, I lifted a lot from, of course, Wikipedia, but also um, our friend Jordan Clark. He had a good breakdown about it. And then several other sites and videos on YouTube. Okay. Which I will list in the show notes. So, the etymology of Satan. The original Hebrew name of Satan mm-hmm. is actually a noun, a generic noun. It means accuser or adversary. Yeah, the adversary. The adversary. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, that's why it, it, Muslims... Muslims the extremists in, 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 let's say, the Taliban, the Muslims in, in South, they take the extreme interpretation of the Quran and, and even like folk beliefs, right? And so a lot of them call Americans mm-hmm. the great Satan. Mm. They call them, oh, it's you, the great Satan, or, you know. Mm. And, and like in, even in extremists in Saudi Arabia, mm. also they say, oh, it's the great Satan. Like casually, mm-hmm. right? So they, it means just the adversary. And it is used throughout the Hebrew Bible to refer to ordinary human adversaries. Like just ah. someone that like even a human, even as well as a specific supernatural entity. Also, by the way, you referenced Lucifer early on. Mm. It was never said that Lucifer is Satan. Mm. Right? So it's the verb really just means to obstruct or oppose. Mm-hmm. And when it is used without the article simply Satan, 
not the Satan, the word can refer to any accuser. But mm-hmm. when it's used with the definite article, ha-Satan, then it usually refers to the heavenly accuser. The Arabic word Satan originates from the Hebrew Satan also. However, Arabic etymology... Is that the pronunciation? Yes. Uh-huh. Say the long A. The Arab etymology, actually the Arab is shaitan, mm-hmm. relates to the word, to the root of stn, sitin, or distant or astray, taking a theological connotation designating a, cur- a creature distant from divine mercy. Mm-hmm. In pre Islamic Arabia, mm-hmm. even before, this term was used to designate an evil spirit. With the emergence of Islam, so they also did the synchronization. Yeah. With the emergence of Islam, they, they the meaning of shayatin moved closer to the Christian concept of devils. Mm-hmm. Now the word shayatin had had appeared in earlier books. The Book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. The Book of Enoch mm-hmm. was a Hebrew text mm-hmm. that was not canon. Deuter- so you, it's a deuterocanonical. Deuterocanonical is the Catholic term for like. The council when there was like the the Nicene the Council of Nicene mm. when they took all the all these books hundreds of books and they decided on the seventy two right yeah. but before that there's but aside from that I don't know if it's in parallel too there's also the Hebrew evaluation mm-hmm. of what's in the Torah and mm-hmm. the Torah is the first five books mm-hmm. and actually the, the New Testament the Book of Enoch was for consideration there mm, okay not necessarily for the Catholic okay, okay, okay. designation. The Book of Enoch. In- incidentally, Enoch is a person in the story. Mm-hmm. But incidentally, in pop culture, when they talk about the language of angels, it's yes. called Enochian. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah. So it's, I, I like that. I enjoy that word. The Book of Enoch is an ancient Hebrew apocalyptic religious text ascribed by the tradition to the patriarch Enoch, who was the father of Methuselah. Mm. the old man and the great grandfather of Noah okay the book of Enoch contains a unique material on the origins of demons and Nephilim and why some angels fall from heaven mm-hmm. an explanation of why the Genesis flood was morally necessary and a prophetic exposition of the thousand year reign of the Messiah the three books are traditionally attributed to Enoch uh, Enoch, including the distinct works of two Enoch and three Enoch. None of these three books are considered canonical scripture by the majority of Jewish and Christian church bodies. Okay. Taken from Islamic sources, so that, that was the book of Enoch where Shayatin Sh- 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 was mm-hmm. taken. In Islamic sources, Shaitan may be either con- translated as demon or devil. Among Muslim authors, the term can also apply to an evil supernatural entity in general, as to an evil jinn. Mm-hmm. So, Chaitan might be a jinn. But jinn was kind of a generic word for... An evil spirit. Yeah, an yeah. evil spirit. Or even just a spirit. It's like... But evil jinn, fallen angels, or tawagit. Yeah. In a broader sense, yeah. the term is used to designate everything. Yeah, I think jinn is one of those, like, they casually use it to refer to, like... A spirit. It's like how our, in a lot of the epics, if there's, like, a spirit, they just call it a duende. Or, yeah. 
Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Not it's not necessarily the genie in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Kind of mythology. So the book I'm reading now, which mm-hmm. is Master of Jinn, mm-hmm. the jinn are very different. It yeah. could be, be like a guy with horns. It could be a guy with a goat's head. Yeah. It could be someone who's just an ephemeral spirit who mm-hmm. has blue-green skin and semi-transparent. It's basically Encanto. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And then lastly, the books of... Sha- I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, so huh. I'm sorry. The books of Shahi al-Bukhari and Jami at Timidri state that the Shayatin cannot harm believers during the month of Ramadan. Ah, because they are chained in Jahannam in an afterlife place as a punishment for evil doers. So once a once a year, they're all chained up, and they cannot harm people. I love how they're only chained up once a year. Yeah, like, only once a year. Why not forever? Yeah, if they're, they're so evil. bad. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this is a depiction of of a Shaitan. Shaitan. Yeah. Okay. And may I remind you uh-huh. of the wonderful quote from Miss Marvel? Yes. Where they say, if a man and a woman alone, if a single man and a single woman are alone in a room, uh-huh. they ne- they are never alone because the third person is Shaitan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so just to describe, we'll post it, right? But basically, it's kind of looks like a beast, very like dark skin. There's mm-hmm. like a multi-pronged horns. Yeah. He has like gold bangles and a cane, a gold cane. A gold cane. And he's posed kind of like a Javanese dancer. Yeah, like a spiky tail. Like antler horns, but smaller. He's not furry. No. Right? So he's more he's of just, just like kind of like goblin like. He kind of looks like Krampus. Who's Krampus? Krampus is the guy who gives you coal in Germany for Christmas if you've been a bad person. Ah. There was a horror movie of Krampus. But like it's either Saint Saint Nicholas is gonna give you presents and if you're an asshole, you get Krampus. <laughs> and every year in in any early December in some towns in Germany, it's like Krampus week. Mm. And so guys dressed up as this guy, Krampus, mm-hmm. will go around the street and, and scare. wreak havoc. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's kind of dangerous. Like keep off the street at this time. There are there are some villages where they still really do that. Like yeah. especially in remote kind of rural villages. No, even in so Brian was in Austria. Yeah. Because he was performing at the Mozartium. Mm. So where the Mozartium is. Eh, and during in the middle of Krampus week mm. and there were like crimes and vandalism that happened and that's a big city yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no but I was saying I remember because I read an article where someone like because they were featuring like the very traditional masks yes so basically like think the purge I yes. think this was the main inspiration for the purge yeah. it's kind of like to minimize crime you kind of give a week where people can, can do, just do whatever like minor misdemeanors yeah, or whatever yeah. but it's really scary right because you have these people running amok yeah and, so and they, you don't know who they are because they're wearing these creepy yeah, masks so they're like they commission actually like local craftspeople to make these ceremonial or you know traditional kind of masks and mm. so people stay in their houses they lock themselves up because you know people are up to yeah. crazy shit so in, in parts of America they do mischief nights before Halloween oh, God. Which is like, why would you even? Anyways, so, okay, so we talked about the Arabic, pre-Islam, Hebrew connections. Mm -hmm. How did it exactly get to the Philippines before the Spanish came? As we know, the Spanish were not the first people to travel here. We had a lot of cultures. We had Hindu influences, Mm -hmm. Arab influences, Chinese influences way, way before. So one hypothesis was through Malaysia. Mm -hmm. 
So Islam in Malaysia was introduced by traders arriving from Arabia, China, and the Indian subcontinents. Islam introduced jinn and shaitan, mm-hmm. or jinn in sayatan in Malay, uh-huh. meaning genies and demons. Mm-hmm. The Arabian from the Arabian legend into Malay folklore and folk Malay folk beliefs. In many Malay belief structures, setan and sitan mm-hmm. are used for incantations and are among the most feared spirits. The writer said, he must admit that I was very struck by the similarity of human agents being used to induce maladies on behalf of Sitan in pre-Christian Tagalog beliefs. It can also be, can't be ignored how similar beliefs and superstitions are in Malaysia. Many areas shared an, many areas shared an animist and Austronesian base and were influenced by is Hinduism and Islam. Mm-hmm. So it's that synchronis- syncretization. Mm-hmm. Hikayat Abdullah, was a ma- major literary work by Abdullah bin Abdul Qadir, a Malacca-born munshi of Singapore. By the way, hikayat means invite. Yeah, right? I was about to say. Hikayat Abdullah. I love it, hikayat. And it w- it was completed in 1845 mm-hmm. and first Very published, recent. yeah, and first published in 1849, making it one of the first Malay literary texts to be pu- published commercially. Mm-hmm. Since it was done this recently, it's very late for a Malay. Very late, and it was the first one. Yeah. But I think, are there any surviving mm-hmm. descendants of Abdullah bin Abdul Qadir? For sure. Here in Singapore. I mean, right? For sure, right? Let's find them. And, <laughs> and in, in, to interview them, right? So he said, so to quote, mm-hmm. the number I am able to say, how many? The full nature I cannot explain. But I will mention them briefly. The devils, hantu shaitan, familiar spirit, pengalan, vampires, birth spirits, pelesit, jinns, ghost crickets, were tigers, mummies, or hantu I love bungkus. ghost crickets. It's ghost so crickets, random. right? That should be a, like a hard metal brand. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost crickets. Ghost crickets. But like kind of cute. Yeah. Like twee, like a twee metal band. Yeah. Ghost crickets. Yeah. Mummies are called hantu bungkus. Bungkus is to bind together. Mm. Of course, we know mummies exist a lot. Spirit birds, ogres, and giants. The rice planting old lady, Nenek Kabayan. Wait. Why is this scary? If there's an old, he's enumerating. That's nice. I know, right? Oh, she's planting. Thank you rice. for planting rice. Thank you, old lady. Apparitions, jumping fiends, ghosts, ghosts of the murdered, birds of ill omen, elementals. Disease bringing ghosts, scavenging ghosts, afrit, imps, imps, dot, dot, dot. There are so many occult arts, the details of which I cannot remember, such as magic formula to bring courage and subdue enemies, love filters, which I'm guessing love potions, mm-hmm. invulnerability, divination, so sorcery, rendering a person invisible from blunting the weapons of one's enemy, anting, anting, mm-hmm. um, or for casting spells upon them. Then, I drew a picture of a woman, and tell me if this sounds familiar, I drew a picture of a woman, only her head and entrails trailing behind. Oh, Pugot. Pugot. And I said, sir, listen to the story of the birth spirit. It's a birth spirit. So, here is a, another depiction of the Satan. This is a Malay interpretation. Again, you have the horns, the dark skin, he looks like a serpentine body, but yeah. with legs and 
arms. His leg is also up, like in the other picture. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like multiple random limbs along a serpentine body. That's yeah. strange. And I don't know if this guy's trying to catch him. Or it looks like or giving him rope. Yeah, or he's or caught by him. There's a man with like robes mm. and and he has a, a length of rope. Mm. Okay. So, of course, Islam arrived in the southern islands of the Philippines, as we know. Yes. From historic interaction of Mindanao and Sulu um, regions over Indonesian islands, Malay islands, and Borneo. The mm-hmm. first Muslims to arrive were traders. Yes. Followed by missionaries in the 14th and 15th century. They facilitated the formations of sultanates. The Sultanate of Sulu, which we mentioned in our Tasadai episode. Yeah. And conquests of Mindanao and Sulu. Later on, mm-hmm. the conquest reached as far as the Kingdom of Tondo, mm-hmm. which was supplanted by the Brunei vassal state of the Kingdom of Maynila. Muslim sultanates had begun expanding in the central Philippines in the 16th century when the Spanish finally arrived. And the Spanish uh, conquest during the 16th century led the Catholic Christianity, becoming the dominant religion in most peoples, Islam being a minority religion. Okay. So the theory, in conclusion, I'm giving you Jordan's conclusion. The concept of the devil and demons shares more in common with the syncretized Hindu and Islamic beliefs in Malaysia than it does by Christianity. Net, his conclusion is, yes, Satan has similarities with Satan, but it's likely through Islam and Islam and Hindu Mm -hmm. more than Catholic Satan, Mm -hmm. right? And the documentation of the Catholic mindset. It's just from their lens, yeah. from their Eurocentric lens. But if you look at the other countries, like what we remember in the early days of the podcast, we said, let's look at our neighbor countries and, and uh, make sure that we get that consideration and mm-hmm. not just the Eurocentric yeah. co- uh, combination. But as you know, I mean, it just makes me sad that like 1849 was the first time a Malay account was commercially made. Yeah, that's so, true. They're having the same problems as us, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, the concept of the demon, the devil, and the, the underworld existed way before the Spanish arrived, and the supplanting goes a long way of grasping how new religion is able to supplant itself so quickly in Tagalog regions. I was thinking something though, something different, right? If we're seeing more similarities with Islam and Hindu, and Spain was also influenced by Islam. Mm. The Moors were there for a long time, mm. way before they started traveling and coming here, or maybe, mm. or maybe during, right? Mm. So who's to say that their their beliefs weren't also influenced by that? Maybe maybe it's it's more complicated than like this, than this, than this, than this, it's, right? I think to your point, it sounds like kind of they started from the same place, but they took different journeys. Routes. Yeah. And then they met each other again. Yes, yes. And they evolved in different ways. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a natural, like, missionary thing to do is just to kind of say, oh, yeah, that's similar the to what thing. we have. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's probably what this is. Exactly, exactly. Because based on kind of your, if you're reading between the lines of the accounts that we have left, unfortunately, the few accounts we have left of Satan, he sounds like a much richer and more complex yeah. type of being than you know, Satan who is just there to be evil the bad guy, yeah. and time souls and to be the adversary mm-hmm. of heaven. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he was really just, okay, I you rule the living, but hala, I rule the dead. And but here, a, Satan also I, rules the an, nice place and yeah, the bad place. There's an entire, and probably, again, this is all conjecture now. Yeah, this yeah, point, yeah. Right? 
I mean, probably the fact that Bathala, quote unquote, ruled Maka was just maybe a later yeah. attribution, right? It could be mm-hmm. like, hey, you can't have like the god not rule the mm-hmm. good soul. So he probably only rules this part or whatever. Yeah. And maybe it's similar to like a Hades type oh. of situation where, you know, there's an entire ecosystem of beings who, after they leave their physical bodies, have to exist somewhere. Yeah, maybe they have functions. And, you right? know, I just rule them. And, and he's, also, he's just a ruler there. That's what he is. And he's not exactly. necessarily evil. Yeah. It's just like everyone dies, right? Yeah. But obviously, it's the reason why the evolution. So, uh, if you look at a lot of like death deities in mythology, right? A lot of the original stories, death is not this like scary, Ending, yeah. evil being. Because yeah. at that time, everyone just. You know, still people still believe it, but like it's really just a natural part of life, yeah. right? Death is not scary by itself, yeah, because you have stuff to do after you die. That's why you yeah. bring your house, you bring your, you know, yeah. slaves, whatever. Yeah, you have your outfits, you have your gold face, you it, have, you know, it's just a fact of life. Then you just do it. Then you just yeah. have adventures there, right? Yeah. Just no one knows what it is. So I like and, even and it's only afterwards where it was like, oh, I, you, you know, the 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 fear of death and like. The kind of like trying to avoid it at all costs started to craft death into the scarier and scarier yeah. entity, and that's why even the stories of the death gods become more and more sinister. Yeah, and that that's, because it's something to be feared. Yeah, it's just an interesting yeah. development, right? Because you're trying to, in a way, it, with the formalization of religion and everything, you're kind of trying to scare everyone and discipline them, and the best way to kind of get them to fall in line is to say, if you don't do this, when you die, you know, unpleasant yeah. stuff's gonna happen and you don't want that. Yeah. It's yeah. the only way to control people. Rather than rather than the belief, the whole belief yeah. of like, guys, this that just be try to be a good person. Yeah, because the carrot like, the carrot is so vague, but the stick yeah. is so scary. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Because so what if you have rewards of heaven and eternal life, I don't know what that means or what that yeah, looks like. Yeah. But I'm scared of my soul being of that tortured. Very, of that very specific birds will eat at my eyeballs and at at my liver and then my liver will grow back every day yeah or the ninth circle of hell where it's like the coldest place ever or even like the first circle of hell where you're just standing in wet mud all the time (laughs) which is like I went through this whole I went through this whole like rabbit hole of like how Dante Alighieri was just yeah. like, what's the most inconvenient? It's inconvenient. Thing it's not. Ever. It's like it makes you miserable for eternity. But you're not like such a bad person that your entrails will be eaten. Yeah. Like let's have a range here, people. Standing in wet mud, and that your feet are never dry, or and you're just cold and chilly or all what the if time. It's like there's just like a little tiny bit of rock in your shoe. Yeah, yeah. And you can't ever remove it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. It's very annoying. That's like a point twenty five level of hell. It's like not. It's not like one, but like a point twenty five. But but to your point, I also really like. I also really like that Maka is a place, a village of rest. Yeah. It doesn't mean a village of eternal happiness or plenty or what. It's not like the land of milk and honey or anything. It's just a place where you can get to chill. Yeah. And I almost think of it as like. People had short-ish lifespans before, right? Mm. And they work and work and work and work. Mm. And so the land of rest was like, ah, I can finally stop yeah, you farming. you don't need to wake up at 5 a.m. to exactly. the fields. And but whatnot. I'll still be with my family. I can still see my family, yeah. enjoy their company. Yeah. I can still do shenanigans, you know, whatever. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shenanigans. <laughs> 
you can still be up to your shenanigans. Yeah. And then, but it's fun. It's like you're not. It's not a horrible place of torture and grief. Yeah. Yeah. But I, then, like you said, I think when people had longer, longer lives, yeah, they were able to rest after their life. Yeah. They were in regular retirement. Okay, I actually don't wanna. Yeah, you know. I don't wanna die. Yeah. I don't wanna. And because that, like th- that means my shenanigans here in this life will yeah. end. Yeah. So yeah, I think they they demonize the the event of death. And mm-hmm. the thing is with like Hinduism, and is Hinduism in particular is this continuation. Mm-hmm. Not all Hinduism, but like there is this belief of, of course, reincarnation, the next life, and it continues on even after the death. Yeah. And yes, what you did in this life mm-hmm. might affect like how you're reborn in the next life or how you perpetuate in the next life. But after that, you still have another chance. Like there's <laughs> like you can't, you don't run about, it. it's like a video game. You can just restart, just go again. Yeah. Right? And so it's fine. So... I like it. I like that. I like that. I, 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 again, I still personally, my personal belief is when you're dead, you're dead. Right? Yeah. But if we were to believe in an afterlife, I think this is a more comforting afterlife. The, the restart. The, the restart or the maca. Like, what village is that going to be like? Oh, right? yeah, I just want to chill out. I just like a retirement. Like Italy? It's, it's like a retirement like, village. Yeah, like, is it like Cebu? Like... There's Lechon. Yeah. You know? No, or, or it's like a retirement community. Yeah. You're just there in Bingo. Yeah. Bingo every night. Yeah. yeah. Chess. Shane yeah. and I were joking about how like... Your retirement plans? Yeah, when we grow up, we're just gonna be... Re- like, go to a retirement village. Like, chill out yeah. with a group of oldies and hang out yes. with them and whatever. Yeah. And uh, and like, Shane would be at Bingo every night. And it'd be so like... Good. So yeah, And he'd be there so often and come back on and be like, we don't need a fifth toaster oven. Like, <laughs> you want You want you so much toast. <laughs> You don't need a fish toaster. You're like you're the only one who eats toast. Like stop it. Anyway, so there. So that's the. I love. I again. I love the optimistic perspective of afterlife in mm. the Tagalog mythology. Rest. Even if Sitan is, even if, you just can't a really, resting place. A resting place. You can't really hate on Sitan. Like, and it's it's like even the people who go there. It's so vague too. It's like people of virtue, people who are courageous, and people who have like other good things. <laughs> and the people who go to to Asanaan are murderers, thieves, and like like really specific crime people. Yeah. And I think like you know it's What if you did like petty like small things like like a pilfering? I guess that's when the buaya will judge you. Yeah. Yeah. Did they explain how the buaya does buaya exist in the Sitan and Batala? No. The big boy, a big B, uh, the sorting guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he ah, so differ, different, oh. ano sila. Oh, oh. different stories. Sila. Yes, They're yes. not in the same. He's not in the same uh, sorting pipeline. Okay, so if boy is not there, how do they get sorted? No, no, I'm sorry. No, in, I, not in my etymology. He is part of the pipeline, but I it, there's no deep research into boy specifically. So there's no like, he will take your heart and weigh it on a scale against a feather. No, there's none of that. Mm, okay. Which is Moon Knight, I guess. Just Moon Knight. Yeah, I love the hippo lady in Moonlight. I know she's so cute. She's the cutest one. I'm gonna rewatch Moonlight. Yeah, you so guys much. should watch Moonlight. It's so fun. so good. But I love, you know. Also, another thing was like I'm finding such, for a long time, I'm like obsessed. As you know, I'm obsessed with Egyptian mythology. Yes. And obsessed with Hebrew mythology. Yes. Like Gnostic mythology. Yes. Like Lilith and everything. Mm. You know. Same. And I always felt very remote from it like that's not for me or like i it's i felt it felt like appropriation before i even had a word for appropriation mm-hmm. right and that 
that's also what drove me to like what look at our myths and everything like that. But now that we're seeing all these common roots and yeah. common common roots and common linkages. Yeah. I feel so much more of an affinity of being like I'm we're part of this bigger yeah, bigger mythology. It's not different. They're not we're not against each other. We're all like we all came from the same story. Mhm. And so I really like that. I mean, more than the biological, genetic, we all yeah. came from Africa. Yes, of course, that's obvious. But the whole conscious instinct of human beings to tell stories, mm-hmm. to perpetuate lessons, to talk about floods, to talk about, you know, to talk mm-hmm. about farming and, and practical things and I disease. Think the innate human desire to kind of try to understand the human experience, yeah. right? And yeah. make sense of of what's going on. That's why, to your point, there's so many common themes across mm-hmm. mythologies. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The Great Flood yeah. somehow always exists, like yeah. a post-Ice Age yeah. type of yeah. situation, right? We all, Every place has a god for death. Yes. Where yes. they don't always have gods of the same. Yeah. Uh, like, And we fear the same things. There's disease. always a feminine fertility. Yes, yeah. Kind of god or a symbol somewhere. There's affliction, but also like there's it's always so a need funny. for love, and and, Wait, and fear of splitting up. It's so funny <laughs> that so many of the world's mythologies have a fertility goddess, mm-hmm. but the equivalent for Christianity is a virgin. I know, right? Isn't that so funny? I know. There's no fertility. It's kind of like even the Ubando myth is like it's appropriate. It's an, that's an appropriated tradition. It's kind of like so for for the I don't know like for so did they was there like a decision at some point to kind of kill this great goddess? Um, I don't think mythology? it was a decision. I think it was a continuum. Mm. A continual or a reflection of yeah. what you know the powers that be at that time the decided insecurities was of the power you know I mean was important to propagate. I follow this creator on TikTok, of course. She's a and she's a a PhD. I know uh, twitchy I know. twitchy witch, yeah. and she talks about Adam's wives. Mm-hmm. Like there was a first wife before Lilith. Uh-huh. I know. Sorry, there was Lilith. There was Lilith who was an equal to Adam, and he didn't like that. He didn't like it. So and he so asked he for someone to one. be subjugated. Yeah. yeah. So he had a second wife who was also created like Lee, like him. Yeah. She didn't even have a name. Mm. And he didn't like her either. And then she was also sent So away. juicy. And then finally, Eve is like the third wife. Who's subservient. Who was, who was made well, from not his side, not his wife. Not subservient, but he was, it, it implies made an affinity. For made for him from him. Mm. So that that has an affin- an implication of affinity and loyalty, mm. right? And so that story was also non-canon, mm. but it's quite known among the Hebrews. Mm-hmm. And so they, they have this recognition, I think... Well, probably also at the time, people did take multiple wives. Yeah. And maybe there's this whole like, you know, sometimes your first wife is not like... It's yeah. too like domineering. It's pretty. Party, yeah. You sometimes like you don't get along, and yeah. so, and also there used to be the tradition of like if the husband dies, the brother will marry the wife. You know, yeah. it's like that thing. But like also, uh, Ruth. Yeah, like yeah. Ruth. Yeah. But I also like them the fact that in very, I wouldn't say conservative, but in very in ser- several Jewish sects, you can only be born Jewish if your mother is Jewish. 
it's only matrilineal. In, huh. in many others, in like more modern Ju- Judaism, huh. you can convert, oh. right? Or even if your father is Jewish, you can be that. like half Jewish. But in many very strict, mm. you know, strict communities, you can only be Jewish if your mother is Jewish. Mm. Oh, there. So that's, you know, I thought that Sitan was going to be a very money piece, like thin, well, to be fair, bare lore. The source material is very, yes, very sadly, very, yeah. right? And I feel like there's so much that I wish I knew more about like mm-hmm. what a death deity of the Tagalogs would be like. Yeah. What would they do, right? As with a lot of stories that we have of gods and goddesses and, and you know, in a lot of the mythologies have survived, there's always accounts of them interacting with each yeah. other. Like this fight between Badhala and Satan. Yes. Them kind of interacting with mortals and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Why were the Alagad created? Yes. And, Why didn't Sitan do it himself? And I'm sure in some previous like part of our oral tradition, there were stories of what these people did and why mm-hmm. they were created and whatnot. Like to your point, are they like the four horsemen? horsemen? Like do they function? Is there gonna be another great battle or whatever? Another thing that I th- I was thinking about, like right, so in a lot of Western mythology and mm-hmm. Western storytelling have archetypes, mm-hmm. right? There are se- several archetypes of, like the princess, the rascal. You know, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. There they are the, actual the Jungian archetypes. Yes, yes. So there are these archetypes that exist in fairly ancient. Yeah captured written texts but so but in the Sitan story apart from Sitan and Batala fighting the Alagads like are they archetypes they're not really conforming to any similar mm. types of demons and devils you know like again we talked about good omens and there are like specific gods and goddesses and se- yeah. several dukes of hell on like you know flies and death and decay and disease and things like that or war but these four guys they're just the the three are fairly generic and then one very specific. The archetype of the home wrecker. The archetype <laughs> of a home wrecker. It was such, it's so bad. That's such a bad thing for you to do to make couples fight that she is one of but, Sitan's but alagads. Remember That's crazy. Remember for me. in the oh god, was it the Hiligaynon or whatever? The Hiligaynons have a god of like if you have a feast and the guests are eat too much. <laughs> So you pray to this god so yeah, that yeah. the guests don't eat too much. Or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Again, you create the gods that yeah. you feel like you need, right? Yeah. Maybe there was just a lot of adultery at the time. I guess, Who knows? I guess. But anyway, so, so that's it. Um, or, or oh. I think it's also people not wanting to take accountability, right? So yeah. like, I fought with my wife last night. The devil night. made me do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil made me fight with my wife. Yeah. Not because I'm an asshole. Yeah, because we were too happy. Yeah, we're too happy. We're so happy In that fact- this old lady just came by <laughs> and made us fight and provoked us. Yeah. And made us fight. But it was not my fault nor her fault. Yeah. yeah. It was just the devil. It's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's a therapist, like a reverse therapist? She's a reverse marriage therapist. Oh my god. Oh my god. What if she was a early stage divorce lawyer? And then she got jaded. There were divorce lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Before Christianity came, there was divorce. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, there was a divorce. Right? There was divorce before Christianity came. Yeah. Anyways, just sorry. just trivia, by the way. 
So in the Philippines, if you are married, so number one, as Anima said, you can't get divorced. So a lot of people just separate, you mm-hmm. know. But you can sue. So if you're a man, you can sue your wife for adultery. Yes. But the wife cannot sue a man for adultery. <gasps> That's crazy. And you know what I learned? What? Some random things. Oh. The age of consent in the Philippines was only, only raised. Yes. Very like, recently. Two years ago? Yeah. It should be 14 or something. 12 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy thing like that? Yeah, yeah. You can marry a girl, have sex with a girl who is 14 years old, but the girl cannot vote. The girl has no rights. The girl has sex. But me, as a man, marrying a 14-year-old or having sex with a 14-year-old, I'm not liable. That's not rape. Crazy, right? Crazy. How far we have fallen. Well, so now the age of consent is I don't know about divorce. Let's oh see. my god. Anyway, that was our episode on Sitan and Sitan his, and his different minions. agents. Yes. The agents of Sitan. We hope yes. you enjoy that. Again, this is part of our month-long series spooky, on spooky death, death series. Death beings and death entities. Mm-hmm. So we hope you're tuned in. Um, we hope you're enjoying uh, the series so far. Let us know if you found any other stories or accounts of Satan yes. and his different agents, mm-hmm. and we might feature that in a follow-up episode. Thank you to Jordan Clark for your extensive research, <laughs> as always. As always. And Anima, where can they find us? They can find us at the thegodswantsbecrazy.pod on Instagram uh, and Facebook, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and any platform uh uh, that you listen to anchor.fm is where we are hosted we are also on patreon at cosmosbecrazy.pod uh, you can follow us there we have a couple of like little secret little tidbits and little behind exclusive the scenes stuff, stuff exclusive content but yeah if you could share with your friends follow subscribe give us ratings we have sometimes we have little quizzes on our um, episodes <laughs> as well and those are always fun to answer it's really uh, interesting and if you want to send us a message about your own experiences or topics that you want to talk about please do leave us a message on instagram or apple anchor fm i think you can leave messages there and audio messages yeah and we might even play them back on the pod for you yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed it again just a small request for support share the pod or the episode with your friends if you think they'd be interested in learning about death and the different deathly beings that's always the best way to kind of spread the word and get more people listening to the podcast or leave us a five-star rating and a lot of you have left us five-star rating on spotify that's so nice and left us review on apple it really warms our hearts yay we love you guys love you Bye. bye